Buckle up. Welcome to Musicians and Beyond, where we bring you the backstage info on the life, lyrics, and long journeys of the music industry. I am John Sarabian, and Mark Lahorn is out on another mission today. But we have a very special guest in studio with us today, and we are going to dedicate this whole podcast to Musicians on Call, and you can donate at musiciansoncall.org. And what Musicians on Call does is they bring joy of live music to hospitals and those in need. And our guest today is a big advocate for Musicians on Call. And without further ado, I'd like to introduce Paige Davis. Welcome, Paige. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, this is awesome that you came. Can, can you tell us a little bit about what this Musicians on Call is? So I've been working with Musicians on Call since I was in high school. And I before COVID, I would go into children's hospitals and go room to room and play a song or two, a cover song, um, obviously an appropriate song, something that's uplifting for them, something that they were looking for, whether it was country or pop or whatever the child in the room wanted to hear and kind of just go through and try and bring a little bit of light to their day. Um, and then obviously COVID happened, so they started doing it online. Um, online sessions, not quite the same, but still, you know, they give the gift of music, which is what it is, like the power, the healing power of music and stuff like that. So it's, it's really great. There's been all kinds of people that work with it. Um, um, but once I go down to Nashville, I have done it down there a couple of times and I'll probably be doing it down there too. Awesome. What a great organization and what a great thing to do for the patients. And I'm sure it definitely takes their mind off of what's going on, at least temporarily. So the hailing power of music is um, is really, you know, in big effect there. Yeah, that is. I mean, it's that was definitely my favorite part of the month. Every month we go in and it's just like it was obviously heartbreaking, but really sweet at the same time. Yeah. So Cool. So yeah. you're from New England. Yep. And you play all over the place. You play all over New England and Nashville and everywhere in between. Yep. Yeah. I um, grew up in Pepperell and work on Cape Cod actually in the summers, but I have been playing all around New England for close to 10 years now. And I mean, it started up in New Hampshire at like the goat in Portsmouth and Hampton and that kind of vibe. And then it started going to like Loretta's. Like I was playing at Loretta's a lot for um, New England to Nashville, who is um, actually one of the people that are putting on the show in Nashville for the musicians on call thing. And I just, I mean, I've, haven't stopped and now I'm moving so it's crazy you're moving to Nashville I'm moving to Nashville oh yeah. good for you yep. good for you that's a big step it is well you're gonna make a real big name for yourself out there I hope so yeah you're killing it so for our listeners Paige just turned 22 years old and you've accomplished more at this young age than a lot of accomplished musicians <laughs> have done in their whole career Thank you. I mean, some of the people that you, you've opened up for is just crazy. I mean, you've opened up for Lady Antebellum, Kelsey Ballerini, Josh Turner. I saw you when you opened up for Keith Urban, uh -huh. which was wonderful. Uh, Frankie Ballard, Michael Ray. Michael Ray is blowing up right now. He is. Yeah, I played a music festival with him and Frankie and a few other people um, a couple years ago up in Portsmouth. It was like a country music festival. It was awesome. Cool. I saw him open up uh, a couple of months back for Lee Bryce. And it was great. a it was a great time, so um, yeah, you really you're killing it, you're killing it. That's Thank a, you. Thank that's you. a great thing. And um, so you're 22 now. You've been playing since well, kind of since you were 12. Yeah, I start. I played my first open mic when I was 11 or 12, and um, just like a local place near me, it was like we literally have one restaurant in our 
whole town and it was there and it was like the third Saturday of every month and I was taking guitar lessons at our like local music store and the guy Tyler who was teaching me his uncle was holding the um, open mic night and he connected me with him and had me do he was like oh look you should just do a song or two and just see how you feel about it so I was basically only learning Taylor Swift songs at that point I was like it was like every day like what do you want to learn? And every single day it was just another Taylor Swift song. So he was like, okay, like you can do a Taylor Swift song and whatever. So I did um, The Lucky One by Taylor Swift and Drops of Jupiter. And honestly, I remember getting into the car after with, I was with my dad and I burst into tears because I was like, I love this. This is what I want to do for the rest of my life. Like the way that I felt when I was up there was just like, I can't even describe all these things. My dad's a musician. He's played in bands his whole life. So he knew, I feel like, what I was talking about. But that was kind of it for me. That was, like, the start of everything. And it hasn't changed. So. Yeah, awesome. Well, you graduated college. I did. And I think you found your niche because, like I said, I've seen you up there. You're very comfortable up there. You're good at what you do. You, you do covers. And you have a ton of originals. And your originals are, are doing very well also. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Um, I went into college, actually, speaking of Drops of Jupiter, my last show that I ever played, I played that song last because it was the first song I ever played live, and when I decided to go to college, I felt like I was giving up on my dream of music, so I played that last as, like, a closing to, like, my music career, or what I thought it was was going to be the closing of it. I was like 17 years old and I was like, I'm giving up on everything. I'm going to med school, like all these things. And I got to school and I realized that in college you have a lot of downtime, which I, I mean, you don't have that in high school. So I was like, I have to give it up. I have to focus on the, like school only and all these things. And then um, I kind of got into writing more. I w- had always written my own songs, but I was writing them with my dad, who is a fantastic songwriter, but once you get into college, you don't necessarily want to write about college content with your dad. So I was doing a lot of it by myself and like in my dorm room and stuff when my roommate wasn't there. And I had all of this like content all the time because I mean, you're just surrounded by people and things when you're at school. So um, I kind of like honed in on my songwriting craft. That's kind of like what I ended up falling in love with in the last four years is the actual songwriting of being a musician and whatever and a songwriter. Um, that I wasn't as into when I started and now it's kind of like my focus so I'm really excited about it yeah you're doing a great job and most of your songs your originals are about real life events all of them all of them (laughs) well that's that's wonderful so I'm gonna listen to baby I don't think so a little bit different oh god (laughs) which um you know talks about kind of a, a relationship gone bad and then um, someone wanting back what they had already lost. Yes, yeah, that was um, a high school relationship that I had that, um, so funny. I mean, the boy that I wrote it about knew it was about him, and I was so upset about it, but I was also, like, pissed off, obviously, and my dad was like, you should write, like, a, a pissed-off song, and I was like, yeah, like, I need him to know how I feel about this, like, all these things. So um, we sat down and we wrote it, and it was, like, this sassy little thing. It's, like, a call and response sort of so ryan kelly actually from martin and kelly came in and recorded the male part of it and that was a super cool experience i actually um recorded that in lowell with bob nash who had recorded some of my dad's old albums which was crazy um but it came out really good it's definitely like not quite the genre that i'm in now because i 
had written and released it when I was a little bit younger, and I've sort of since shifted lanes a little bit. But um, definitely all the songs on there are about things either that happened to me or things that, like, people in my life have told me about and yeah. I wrote about, so. Yeah, a lot of people can really relate to your music. And the way that you write it, um, you paint a nice picture. Thank you. <laughs> Although it might not be a nice story, mm-hmm. <laughs> the picture that you painted um, is, is perfect. Thank you. It's perfect. So. Um, you do, like we said, you do covers and originals. Mm-hmm. Do you want to do an original for us? Yeah, I do. Let's do it. All right. So I have gotten into the business of writing sad songs <laughs> since being in um, college because there's a lot to write about, you know, a lot of sad things to write about. Whether I mean, honestly, I just also like like the rawness of a sad song, you know, and the ability to just like write in a storytelling way. The sadder I feel like the easier it is for the story to kind of come through. So this is one of the first songs that I wrote that I realized that I might actually have a chance at being a relatively good songwriter. So They say they never seen you Baby. 
Fantastic, Paige Davis. Paige, that was awesome. Thank you. It was like so perfect. It sounded like it was a tweaked studio version, like the voice, the (laughs) sound, everything was fantastic. Um, If someone wants to find your music and download it and so forth, like what's all your Instagram and all that? Yeah, so you can stream all my music on all the streaming services. It's Paige Davis, it's P A I G E, and download if you'd like on iTunes and everything. It's available on YouTube, whatever you listen to music on. and my Instagram is page at page Davis music. Um, my Facebook is also page Davis music. My TikTok is actually news front page P A I G E. Um, I thought it was clever, but very clever. I might I might change it just so that it's more consistent with the rest of them, but it's still page Davis. So yeah, nice. And your website is page Davis music dot net dot net. Yes. All right. So people are going to have to remember that page Davis. Awesome. That was cool. Um, so you wrote that with your dad. I actually wrote that by myself. You wrote that by yourself? Yep, Fantastic. I was in, um, this was my junior year of college, and I was pining over this boy. He knows it's about him. Um, he's one of my actually really good friends now, but he was just, he had this like reputation of, you know, not wanting to date people, and for some reason, you know, for some reason I say, me and everybody else, it's like, oh, I can change him, you know what I mean? <clears throat> but... Um, that didn't happen, and it's sort of about when you kind of get your hopes up, and he, they get your hopes up, and whatever, and you're looking forward to this thing, like, oh, maybe this could actually be something, and then it kind of just, like, ends abruptly without any warning or anything, even though there were kind of warnings, um, but you weren't listening to them, you know, and it kind of just leaves you, like, destructive, sort of, um, like a storm may. So, I, I, I mean, he's it. a great kid. I love <clears throat> him, but... Nice, nice. Yeah. Um, so, great. Um, I've seen you play live and you kind of favor one of your band members and that's really not a cool thing to do but then i found out about the band member the band member is your dad uh-huh, yes. that is awesome him and your mom your biggest fans they are yeah they, they are definitely so supportive um more than i could ever ask them to be um i actually have been playing with a, a different band recently i still play with my dad though acoustically um as an acoustic duo all the time. We actually just played our last one a couple weeks ago on the Cape. And it was very emotional because we have been playing together as a duo and in bands together for 10 years now. So it's, um, and now I'm moving and he's like, oh, my little girl, like, I'm not going to play with her anymore. I'm like, you will. I'm coming back. And, you know, when we do shows and stuff, you'll be with me. Um, But yeah, it's been a really cool thing to have him there. It's kind of like built in security and (laughs) a band member. So um, that's great. Yeah, yeah, that's great. You guys have a good thing going. I we mean, do, it's, it yeah. must be kind of cool being able to do what you love with the person that you love. It is. Yeah, it's super. It, I'm lucky for sure. And I mean, my mom is like fantastic. She is like a momager or she she's done it. She stepped back a little bit just since I was I have been in school. I haven't been 
this summer I played out a lot, but um, the four years that I was there, I didn't really play much. Um, so it wasn't really necessary. And I took a step back from music socially. Um, I didn't post anything on social media for basically the whole time I was there and didn't release any music or anything. So um, I'm definitely glad to be back in it. I'm like full swing now. So um, it's great. It's a cool family affair for sure. Fantastic. <laughs> fantastic. Um, inspirations. Who are your biggest inspirations? Um, for years, I would just say Taylor Swift. You know, <laughs> I mean, I would that was like my one answer. But um, also, since being in school, I have been able to kind of branch out and listen to more genres and kind of pick through um, different artists in the country genre specifically that I really like a lot. And um, part of what's kind of inspired me now for what I'm creating as a songwriter is I really like like the storytelling songwriting side of country um like the kind of more I mean I love rock and country I always will but um a lot of words a lot of lyrics specific they paint a picture like you said um and a lot of the artists that I listen to now sort of have inspired that and reflect are reflected in my own music so um I'm a huge fan of Tyler Childers he's like very country he's like Kentucky like outlaw country I think is what they call it but I mean his lyrics are unbelievable they're like poetic and I mean just so cool um I'm a huge fan of Lainey Wilson um and Morgan Wade Morgan Wade is one of my favorites right now I was actually listening to her the whole way here um but that kind of like raw lyrical storytelling side um where it's all real live instruments in the studio and stuff with the production and everything too is um a huge part of it so nice yeah you're killing it Thank you. you can't. <laughs> so you're going to Nashville. Mom and dad are probably going to come down and visit you quite often. Yep. I said as long as you stay somewhere that isn't in my house because I need I need some space to branch out. But I, they, yeah, my mom's driving down with me to help me move in. And awesome. Awesome. Yeah. There, there. There's a lot of opportunity down there, there but there's is. a lot of competition. Yeah, yeah. In all of those places you go, go into, one musician is better than the next. And For as sure. you know, it's timing. It's who you know. It's... Uh, you know, you might just be in a place and someone hears your, your voice and they'll say, that's the, the next Taylor Swift. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, you know? well. <laughs> and, and you actually have a little bit of the Taylor Swift look. Oh, thank you. That's actually the second time in the last week that I've heard that. So that's really funny. But thank you. The first time that I went down to Nashville, um, my dad and I were sitting in um, a room with a man who was uh, Faith Helen Tim McGraw's entertainment lawyer. And... Um, I, whatever, we were playing my song for him, and he said, you know, how old are you? I said 16, 17 years old, however old I was, and he said, if you weren't doing this, what would you be doing? And, I mean, everybody in the music industry always says, don't have a plan B, and I said, oh, I'll go to college and study neuroscience, which is what I ended up doing, and he was like, go to school, because there already is a Taylor Swift, and there already is a little Kelsey Ballerini, and you haven't lived enough life yet to sort of find your own lane I feel like and I I mean me little 16 year old me left that meeting and I was like nobody believes in me like I should just go to college because I like whatever all these things I was so convinced that there was a certain way to do it and that I had totally figured out who I was and it was Taylor Swift 2.0 and all these things and then somebody was like well there already is a Taylor Swift who are you who's Paige Davis and I feel like I was dreading going to college, but I'm really glad now that I did because I did get to experience a lot of life that has now contributed to who I am as a songwriter and an artist and who Paige Davis is, not as a 2.0 of somebody, but as 
a 1.0 of me. So Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, you don't want to change that. Does Paige Davis believe in Paige Davis right now? Right now, yes. Excellent. Absolutely. So. And I, I think a lot of people do. I mean, <laughs> just, you. just I hearing so. you, I think you got something special. You got a, a great talent. Thank you. You know, and you're young, you get plenty of time to move on and make your connections and, sure. and do your thing. Yeah. Like you said, you're a big Taylor Swift fan. I am. And um, you did bring your guitar. I did. Maybe we can squeeze another sure. acoustic sure. version of uh, a cover by Miss Taylor Swift. T-Swift. And if T-Swift, you never know. She could be a, a fan of musicians I, and beyond. I, I wouldn't blame her if she is. Yeah, it's, <laughs> you know.
So you are listening to Musicians and Beyond podcast, and that was the wonderful Paige Davis. <laughs> Paige, that was fantastic Thank again. Thank you. Thank you. So tell me, what are your plans when you go to Nashville? How are you going to make this happen, or are you just rolling with the punches? Sort of rolling with the punches and sort of have a plan. Um, I feel like if you go down with a specific plan, this is what I've heard at least, that it'll fall apart and you'll lose uh, faith in it. <laughs> so um, it's different for everybody, um, but I am actually not using my degree Um I am planning on going down and kind of just playing out where I can, playing the writer's rounds that I can as much as I can, um, connecting with people and reconnecting with people that I haven't seen in years, uh, and just kind of get myself out there in the first however long year or so. Um, And ideally, I would end up with a publishing deal. That's kind of the goal at first, um, because I am so focused on the songwriting side of it right now. So I obviously want to be an artist. It's a huge part of who I am. It's a huge part of who I've always been. But because I have focused so much on songwriting lately and I've really fallen in love with it over the last few years, um, that's kind of where I want to start. And then from there, kind of go and see what happens on the artist route. Um, I do obviously love playing out. The thing that I, I realized recently that I... I love singing and playing guitar, but not nearly as much as I love just connecting with people um, while I'm on stage, while people, whether it's with my own music or covers, seeing people singing them back or connecting with the lyrics or whatever it is. um, That's definitely my favorite part of being an artist. So I think that once the songwriting part is locked in, then the artist part will sort of follow suit naturally. Yeah, that that sounds like it makes sense. I think So so. that's a short-term plan. Yes. Long-term plan. Where do you see yourself in five to ten years? Ooh, five to ten years, I can absolutely see myself selling out Gillette Stadium. <laughs> but, I mean, I don't know if that's a five-year plan. That might be, like, a ten-year plan. But um, it's definitely up there, you know. I just want to be able to connect with people um, through my experiences and my music. So. Well, that's a great aspiration, and I think it's attainable. Uh, thank you. I you know, think so, you're, too. You're a wonderful person. You do a lot for other people. Thank you. You know, especially going into the hospitals and singing for the sick patients, yeah. old and young. Yeah. And uh, you've done a little bit of work with Make-A-Wish Foundation in the past and yep. other foundations. So that's really admirable of you. And you. you have won a bunch of different titles in the past. You've won like Artist of the Year. I mean, you're young and you got some huge accolades behind you. Yeah, I'm, I have been really lucky to... Um, have gotten connected with some really fantastic people up here in New England um, from a really young age. When I was 14, 15 years old, New England to Nashville had kind of started picking up a little bit, and Matt Casey is the head of that, and I love him. Honestly, I don't have anything bad to say about him. He has been so helpful throughout everything since I started. I mean, I wouldn't have played at Loretta's probably without him. And now I, I mean, I spent the summer there playing multiple times a month, full band with the coolest people I've ever met in my life. I love, I love the band that I've been playing with, but um, I just think that meeting him at the time that I met him and being connected to all the artists that were involved in New England to Nashville at the time really helped me out in a way that I don't know if I would even be moving to Nashville if I hadn't been kind of swept up into that group when I was. Um, and they were always so welcoming. You know what I mean? I was 14 years old. Everybody had been kind of doing that for a while. And, um, 
they were just, I was a little page at first and now I'm 22 years old and they're like, I don't even know what happened. How can you drink now? You know what I mean? I've seen, I've seen people really that I up. haven't seen in like five, six, seven years and they're like, what is going on? You know, and it's crazy. And I was like little page Davis at the time, but you know, I, I just, I got really lucky with them and everybody has always been so supportive and I'm really excited to see, them. I mean, a lot of them moved down to Nashville. So, and a lot of them are playing at the the show on the 13th at the Tin Roof. Excellent. So, it's funny. Yeah. I was uh, chatting with Matt Casey two days ago. Really? Yeah. Yeah. He's a, a good guy. He and, is such a good guy. Um, I met him when I was the quasi manager of Bats and Haynes okay. when they came from Nashville to do their little mini New England tour. And, uh, you know, we cool. dealt with Matt for Loretta's and other things so we've kept in touch over the years he's a good connection he is he's fantastic i mean he's the one that's asked me to play down here uh, down in nashville um on the 13th so i mean he's just he's fantastic he's always been so supportive so and he's a good good little songwriter so yeah, yeah that's cool that's a good um a, a good gig that's going on there's like i think it's 15 or 16 artists and they're all like awesome singer songwriters galore yeah there's i mean there's hit songwriters that are playing there people who have had number one songs on the radio who have been a part of writing them and um i'm really excited you know i'm i'm excited to meet some new people and you know see people that i haven't seen in a while so. cool well you're going down to nashville and making a boom right away you're, <laughs> you're stepping foot in nashville and you're saying here i am yep. i'm Paige davis Check yeah, it's out. like five days after I moved there, I'm playing that show. So that's awesome. It's very exciting. I'm, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm actually gonna possibly try to get down there I myself. Hope, I hope so. So That'd we'll be see. Great. We'll see what happens. Yeah. And when you make it big, you can look back and say it was because of musicians and beyond. Absolutely. Oh yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. It's, you know, everybody plays a role. I mean, none Absolutely. of these people would be anybody without. Correct. Correct. People who got them where they were. At the yeah, beginning. you're you're very humble young lady. Oh, thank and you. you have a, a good uh, a good future ahead of you. So when you songwrite, do you write the music first or do you do the lyrics or is it? That's a tough question. It's different every time. I think sometimes I, I mean, all of my new songs have been based on things that have actually happened. They're not, either they happen to me or they happen to like a roommate of mine. And since I got back into songwriting, I literally every second of the day have the switch on for songwriting. It's like I'll hear a sentence or something and will think to myself, oh, like, that's a good line for a song or that's a good premise for a song or a title or something. So my notes app, I have like no storage left on my phone because my notes and my voice memos are, they can be seconds long. They can be one line in the, in the notes app, but sometimes it'll start from just like a cliche or something or something that I hear somebody say and I'm like oh that's kind of creative like that would be kind of cool in a song or I'll be disappointed by some guy that I had a crush on and can't stop thinking about it and whatever and it's almost like a diary entry in a way like I'm like this is how I'm feeling I gotta write it down and I sort of pick up my guitar and I'm like I know how I'm feeling how do I put it into words so I'll, sometimes I'll start with some chords or something and then kind of go from there but I always have sort of like where I want to go lyrically in the back of my mind or in my notes. <laughs> nice. nice. Yeah. You do a good job putting everything together. Thank you. And Thank you. you probably um, can credit your dad. Is he the one that got you into music? Yeah. I mean, I think 
I mean, I remember being super, super little, and his band would do band practice in our basement, and I would, I was supposed to be asleep, and I would put my ear up to the vent <laughs> in our house, in my room, and, like, try and listen to the songs that they were playing. So, I mean, obviously, I was too young to, like, go see him live, but I've always been surrounded by music my whole life. I mean, whether it was him, my mom loves music too she loves all different kinds she and i were big like anna Nalik and evanescence fans she when i was younger and like early 2000s type thing and then i started watching hannah montana which was kind of where it really started i feel like like obviously my dad did it and my mom listened to music and stuff but i didn't like really put together that that was something that i could do and then i was i'm watching this disney channel show and i'm watching her be like a pop star and her dad is a musician, and I was like, oh, that's kind of like me, you know? And then I got into Taylor Swift. This was, like, 2008, 2009, and started really following, like, her story and how she got to where she was and stuff like that and doing – I mean, I'm a huge Taylor Swift fan. I could tell you exactly where she lived and how she got to where she was, but um, doing a lot of research and stuff, and I realized that, you know, it was something that I would like to do. Like, I like to sing, like, in the car, and – so I got my first guitar when I was like 10 or something, didn't pick it up for a year because I have a habit of starting habits that and whatever that I don't follow through with. And eventually I got into it and I, again, like I just fell in love with it. I played my first open mic and here I am. So Awesome. Awesome. Uh, Pretty darn cool. It is cool. Thank you. Have you had a wow moment as a musician? Honestly, I feel like professional professionally like with people in the other people in the industry no but there are some shows that I'll play that people just are so engaged with the show that I'm putting on or the music that I'm singing whether it's an acoustic show or a full band one and I'm like I mean honestly wow like I feel like it's one of those things where people are just like I love this music and I love this show that you're putting on. Like, thank you. And I'm thinking to myself, I love that you love it. Like, thank you. You know, like, I can't believe like this feeling is from what I'm like doing right now. Like, it's just, it's such an incredible, I can't even put it into words to be honest, but I played some really cool festivals and stuff. And I did meet Michael Ray when I played that. Um, But I think I was just like, sort of, my mom was super starstruck. She like, fell in love with him honestly she was like oh your blue eyes are so beautiful I was like oh my this is so embarrassing mom like trying to be cool but I mean I think I don't really get starstruck by people unless uh, it's Taylor Swift I think if I met her I'd probably pass out but otherwise I just think because I'm have been doing it for so long and obviously I don't I'm not famous or anything but I know that these people are just people, you know, and they're living these lives. They're so lucky to be living. It's really just, like, they're so fortunate to be living them. And um, they probably get a little sick of people just being like, oh, my God, all the time. So I feel like it's just easier for me to kind of put them in, like, a peer <laughs> box. Not Obviously not the same level or anything, but um, just sort of just professionally respecting them Absolutely. instead of, like, fangirling in a way so i don't know i just not necessarily a wow moment but super super cool that i get well, to do it, this it seems that you're very grateful that first of all that you're up on stage and second of all that the people are grateful to have you up on stage yeah yeah i think that that's like aside from songwriting being like a journal basically and like a venting like an outlet for me to get my thoughts and feelings out um 
I think that, yeah, just the connection with people in a room while playing live music is the, the best part of it, honestly. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Again, you're listening to Musicians and Beyond, and we are here with Paige Davis, and you can get all her information at pagedavismusic.net. You can download all of her music on all of the major streaming platforms. Uh, she's on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. All what the else? things. That's Twitter, Spotify, Apple Music. You name it, iTunes. she's on it. All right. <laughs> Cool. Um, yeah, uh, where, you know, really inspired and um, thankful to have people on our podcast, such as yourself. I mean, we've met so many people. We love seeing their journey. I mean, you're definitely on your way to something. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, we've met other podcasters. Uh, recently, I've been in touch with... Um, Boots in Whiskey podcast. Okay, yeah, I'm familiar. Which is another great country-based uh, podcast. The only thing, like I told him, I said, you guys are better. And he goes, John, what do you mean? I said, because you guys have whiskey. And he laughed. Because, <laughs> but they do. They drink whiskey while they do their podcast. You can always add whiskey. <laughs> we could. I could be called Musicians and Beyond and Tequila. Absolutely. All right. We're in. <laughs> We're changing the name. No, um, that's another great podcast. And you know, podcasters support other podcasters. And we're here to, um, you know, for the musician to let the people that are listening to us um, have an open air to uh, what's out there and the talent that's out there and how to get in touch with them and all of those things. So um, we appreciate it. Yeah, no, we we loved having you. Can we do squeeze in one more song? Yeah, I mean, I can't get enough of this stuff. (laughs) All right, I'm going to do another new one. So listeners of Musicians and Beyond, you are hearing this before it goes to Billboard's number one. Yep, this one, honestly, this one is about when it's almost, I didn't write it to be like this, but it ended up being this way. It's almost like a response to More Than My Hometown by Morgan Wallen. Um, it's sort of like the girl that wants to leave talking to the guy that will never leave his hometown. So I get along like in the movies. It's like we're meant to be. From the second that we met, I think we both knew.
Davis with one of her new originals again. That was awesome. Thank you. So our listeners of Musicians and Beyond podcast can find out all the information about Paige Davis at pagedavismusic.net. She's available on all the streaming platforms and all of your favorite social media. And she is a big advocate of musicians on call. So please consider donating to musiciansoncall.org. And um we really want to thank you for coming in today. I mean, this was fantastic. This was the best 45 minutes of my life. Me too. This, this was great. <laughs> thank this you was so great. much. We want to wish you like the best of luck. Thank you. Not that you need the luck, but it helps. you know, we, we <laughs> thinking of you, we're going to be watching your journey and everybody, I think, see some big things coming. Thank you. So we want to thank you again for coming in and we want to thank you for being our friend. Yeah, I mean, thank you. You've been so supportive through also throughout all of these years. And just, I mean, thank you from me and all the local musicians that you've had on here because this is a really cool thing that you're doing. So, well, thank, thank you. you. Thanks again for being our friend. Of course. Of course.